Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Cannabis Marketing Live podcast, where we cover the most effective marketing strategies and trends to grow your cannabis dispensary, delivery service, or brand. I'm your host, Guillermo Bravo, and today we're discussing Q4 holiday marketing tactics that can make the cash reg register sing. And we have Lisa Buffalo with us today, founder and CEO of the Cannabis Marketing Association. Lisa Buffa is an entrepreneur and a marketer with a passion for launching companies with experience in both cannabis and technology. Lisa is, the, Lisa is the founder and CEO of Cannabis Marketing Association. Uh, this is a member-based organization focused on education and best practices for the industry marketers with the vision of rebranding cannabis at a global level. Lisa was named one of the 2019's 40 Under 40 Rising Stars in Cannabis by Marijuana Venture Magazine. And then in 2019, uh, she was also named the Marketing Guru by Women in Weed Magazine. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you. Uh, before we kick it off today, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Media Gel. MediaGel is the leading marketing platform helping cannabis brands reach consumers through their compliant ad network with real-time reporting, analytics dashboard, and conversion tracking. All right, so enough of the intro here. Let's get into some of these Q4 holiday tactics. Lisa, just like based on your experience, what, what's one of your favorite uh, Q4 holidays for cannabis and why? <laughs> for cannabis or in general? Yeah. Well... I yeah, both. <laughs> so I I would say Christmas. I'm a I'm a Christmas fan. Um, I like giving and receiving gifts. That's one of my uh, one of my love languages. So and I like the decorations. And so it's always fun to go in and see uh, retailers decorated and just houses in the neighborhood and like get in that that spirit. Uh, plus the time off from work. So I would say yeah. Christmas end of the year is um, probably my favorite. What about you? uh christmas to new year's is my favorite time like that, yeah. that whole times christmas eve being latinos you know celebrating that with family christmas eve christmas day relaxing with the family and then also just continuing the celebration to to new year's well, in puerto, puerto rico, rico three kings yeah yes, there it is <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah as far as um cannabis what is your favorite holiday i know we have like green wednesday and we have some holidays that we've kind of made up <laughs> yeah i mean can i think cannabis and thanksgiving pair really well i mean mm -hmm. we're talking like green wednesday from a marketing perspective that week is when people start to um think about shop what they're getting and their gifts but also you know you're you're having a meal with family so Cannabis and uh, eating goes together really nicely. So that whole week um, kind of brings that all together. So I, I like it in the sense of Thanksgiving and what the holiday is, but also it's fun to just start to see things ramp up as far as marketing and promotions and what are people starting? Because um, usually that's that's going from Thanksgiving to Christmas or the end of the year. So it's fun to just see what companies come out with. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of 420. Like 420 is the kickoff for the season for all of summer for cannabis. That's when you'll start to see everything kind of come out, a lot of the product releases. And I feel like that's what you know the green green Wednesday is. It's just like the kickoff of the holidays for six weeks or longer, depending on where you are, uh, where you'll spend time with family, but also, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for you to to gift cannabis to your to your friends and family and you know, people need it more than ever. So they do. <laughs> they do. Uh, and yeah, I guess has, you know, just kind of going off topic here, like what what has been one of your favorite gifts that you've uh, been given that's been cannabis related, you know, in your in your career? Um, usually when cannabis related, when people give me something that they love. So mm -hmm. I love just sharing that story. It's not necessarily like a product or a strain, yeah. but it's like, Hey, this is, I, you know, I got you an eighth and this is my favorite because of this. Not only is it a physical gift, but you get to sort of share in that experience. And 
talk about it. So it gives you a story there. So that's part of why I like cannabis and that gifting scenario. Um, also, I think when you work in the industry now, like my, my family just expects it. They they're <laughs> yeah. like, Bert, you're the one who's going to come, you know, ready with the, with the goods. And so they just sort of expect it. So I, I have to come prepared and um, not embarrass myself and come with some good gifts and some quality cannabis. So I get to also receive, um, but also give in that sense and share what I like and what I've discovered and what's been sticking out to me. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's the same with me. They kind of expect <laughs> like at the, at the uh, Thanksgiving table, I was like, Hey, what do you got? Like, yeah. Do you want to go for what, a walk? <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the new cool thing that uh, has come out this year? Like what, are, what do people, you know, have like uh, baby boomers in the family like hey like what are what are people my age doing this now like what's good for my arthritis what's good for sleep or I'm having these problems do you like have you heard anything and so you kind of walk people through that process mm-hmm. um yeah I mean I'd say my mine I guess to answer that question be more experiential so like going to a farm doing like a walkthrough of a farm especially with the grower and everything like that's I like to get really nerdy about it and seeing how, you know, the source of the product and then, then I can share that yeah. story with people. Right. So. Yeah. And I think it also brings, um, familiarity yeah. when you're able to share the story and trust, um, about where it came from, who the business owner is, you know, why they're passionate about what they do. And, and yeah. if you that story, it gets, it gets the end consumer really excited. Um, it can about trying the product, um, particularly if they were skeptical before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And as far as preparation for the holidays, like what do cannabis businesses need to have in place before they can even get started with a, you know, holiday marketing plan? Yeah. So high level, um, whether it's the holidays or just in general, you want to make sure that your systems are all talking to each other. So you're going to be putting out information, marketing content, uh, your campaign, whatever that is in hopes of getting something back, which is a sale. So you want to make sure everything is talking to each other. So if you're running um, ads through a third-party service provider, or you're doing follow-up emails based on um, purchase history during this time period, you want to make sure and test that everything is working so that basically good data in means good data out. And you want to collect information so you can get, um, make insights, you know, know what worked and know what didn't without having those variables. So first, I would just say whatever that means for your business, make sure your technology, your processes, your team is all talking to each other. You don't want, you know, marketing to think of or try to launch something, but it's, it's not being communicated at, uh, at the bud tender level, if you're a retailer. So making sure everyone and everything is talking to each other and then, you know, first outline your goals always. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, or sometimes, you know, folks can get into the habit of, oh, we should do this because we think we should, or, you know, it it might be good for the business, but having tangible, like I like smart goals, um, Mm -hmm. is a good starting point. And then from there you figure out what the strategy and execution is, but think conceptually, what does the business need? Um, sometimes during the holiday, during the holidays, of course, everyone's trying to make sales, but sometimes you might want to do customer appreciation, or you might want to, um, you know, make the the folks you're already working with feel really good and increase customer loyalty. So understand what those goals are and make sure everyone and everything is talking would be step one. Agreed. And just from experience, I know that uh, when we've launched these Green Friday or you know, Green uh, Wednesday deals, a lot of the time kind of beforehand was spent on curating your segments in your customer database. So go through your CRM, uh, segment out your VIP people, segment out the uh, different customers by product category. Uh, because in a lot of, for the retailers that I know that are ahead of the game and that have been doing this for a long time, they actually don't rely on Green Wednesday or Black Friday. They'll run ads or campaigns starting on Monday. So by the time Wednesday or Friday come along, comes along, everyone's already spent money with them. 
So they don't Mark. they don't rely on the holidays. They get that money up front, and then whatever's less left is you know for for everyone else. So that's kind of getting ahead of the game, and uh, you know even launching a week before in some cases uh, with deals that are undeniable and you know one. Uh, text messaging and email and push notifications have done really well for you know engaging with your existing customers so really leveraging that and don't spam them you know not, don't send out a message every day send out one message kind of outlining hey this is what's available for the week and they can make decisions on like where they want to spend their money and when they want to come in to spend money with you yeah that's and smart and it reminds me of like people travel for the holidays too. So that's one of yeah. those things you want in advance. Um, yep. If you're, you know, within a state and you're driving to see family, but you know, you've got your, your local dispensary and those products, you want to get that up front. That's not something you can, you can, but necessarily would get last minute. So that makes a lot of sense to do it in advance for many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess if you'd like to get into some of these strategies, Lisa, I mean, yeah. Let's um, do it. Yeah. I mean, as far as inventory, I know that uh, sometimes people go out of stock and it definitely, if you know, on, on the cannabis side, it definitely makes me cringe if I see an out of stock message with no really option to, to get on a wait list or anything like that. Like, what are some ways that you would recommend to decrease bounce rates and competitor shopping with, you know, out of stock email options? So, I mean, if we're talking about doing this from the e-commerce side, like you can think yeah. of it from an e-commerce perspective, right? So like any other e-commerce situation, if I'm buying clothes, for example, and I want a dress of this color, but it's not available, you can see product recommendations. We'll try this. This might be close enough. And that's often worked. And I think cannabis um, can be similar where, you know, it's important to keep that trust and that communication between the company and the consumer. So if you can say, hey, if you know and are able to, it'll be back then, you know, get on the wait list, um, even like a note of appreciation, like, thank you for your yeah. patience. Here's a 10, you know, here's a discount code or here's a freebie next time you come in, um, you know, for your time, like anything to just keep that trust and communication up. People can and will be patient in life in general yeah. with that communication and that expectation. But there is also an opportunity to either um, upsell or cross-sell on a similar but different product that may fit the end goal that they were going for. So having a mechanism in place for making those recommendations, whether it's on the, the site and your um, checkout process directly, whether it's a follow-up email, um, there's different ways you can do it. But you don't want the communication to stop at just, we don't have it. That's that's a missed opportunity. And then they will go and say, okay, now I have to go find it somewhere else and you've lost them. So following up in, in your communication, you know, at a minimum, but there's different ways you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, just depending on how they're engaging with your shopping cart, if you, you have the ability to just get on the wait list or just get a notification once it's back in stock. That's a nice, that's a nice way as well. Um, I know that specifically with cannabis and the holidays, you know, there is no shipping, right? So you don't have to worry about delivery times, but just ensuring that people are going to get the, the product in time for their travel. So mm -hmm. if you're a delivery service, make sure that you're really clear on uh, expected delivery times because wake up at eight in the morning and they have a flight at 5 p.m. and they're just looking to get some flour before they head out. Just make sure that all that is kind of up to date. And I know that it kind of, um, it puts, it puts a lot of pressure on the fulfillment team, especially for the holidays that people need exact turnaround time. So just kind of being aware of that and preparing with your team to ensure that uh, everyone's in line on that front. Yeah. And yeah what about, uh, good. I was just going to say, you know, I think a lot of things with the holidays is just trying to plan in advance for different contingency scenarios as much as possible. Yeah. Holidays are tough for people personally, professionally, you know, folks are taking time off, um, things get busy, you know, it's a busy shopping period. So the more I think various contingency plans you have, um, the more flexibility it builds internally within the team, but also with the that again, that trust with the, the customer. Um, 
yeah, so this is my follow-up to that. Yeah, and then is any suggestions on increasing increasing the average order sizes for the holidays? Yeah, so few different ones, and again, this follows you know kind of e-commerce and retailer best practices. So that upsell can happen even if your your product is in stock, right? Like, okay, try yeah. this, um, and you know, add this, and you 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 might like this. So that for sure on the e-commerce side. Um, also you can offer, do things like tailor it to the holidays. So, oh, are you looking for a stocking stuffer? Um, it's just like when you walk through at like a Marshall's or Target, you, you wait in line and the line is actually small shelves that have all these little like two or $3 items. And you're like, yeah, actually I do need chapstick and I do need a car air freshener, but you didn't go there for that, but you're sitting there waiting and it's right in front of you. So can you replicate that at that e-commerce process? Um, and again, I know, you know, cannabis doesn't do this with shipping, but other e-commerce sites do where, Hey, you know, uh, spend $50, you're only $6 away. And then you get free shipping, which was going to cost 10. Like there's incremental things you could do where you can offer some other type of program, double your loyalty points or get this free piece of swag. If you spend, you know, $10 more and those incremental things, um, people like, and they enjoy, especially if they're getting added value and it's, uh, it does increase the order size. So, follow those different types of best practices. You know, if you can brand it or make that holiday angle, it's just like when you're shopping around Mother's Day and they're like, oh, mom would love this, but it's just the communication around a product. You know, you can do the same thing. Yeah, and kind of just replicating what other retail stores do outside of cannabis, right? So at the checkout, you know, pretty, you know, make sure the both aisles are, really uh they kind of stuff with like grab and go items i know like med men i would go to those stores they had they did that really well uh they had a ton of stuff that was just like grab and go uh so having that available there especially for the holidays bundled products so bundling for you and then giving discounts mm-hmm. that goes a long way and it just it gives something i mean if you're a retailer and you want to take the initiative you could even create uh like branded gift boxes or like wrap things and like, you know, really make it personalized, right? So there's there's a lot of things that you can do there on the retail front to just make that experience even, even better. Uh, and even creating bundles for different uh, customer segments, right? So baby boomers, maybe it's, uh, it's topicals and maybe some edibles and other like discrete consumption methods. Whereas if it's like a, someone that's a regular smoker, maybe they're going to want a specialty dab rig or something with it. You know, like they're going to they're gonna want something specific. So having bundles available for each of these customer segments will go a long way. Yeah. And and there's also the, the product upsell. So, you know, you're going yeah. in to buy concentrates. Do you need a... Um, I, every time I go in to buy flour, they're asking me, do you need papers? Do you need a pipe? Yeah. It, it's, it's those types of, uh, logical upsells where they might not be thinking about it at checkout, but because you ask, oh yeah, actually I am out. Um, so yeah, I like, I love that as far as doing it for age group. Um, but you can, you can do it in other ways too, including what is the product they're buying and what do they need yeah. to have that full experience? Yeah. And Naveen, uh, Naveen on the in our um, attendees here, she said, what about bundles without a discount, but with a gift? So if you, you know, you have a brand, you want to give some swag away or some other, some other things, or maybe like a, you know, for the holidays, I'm, since uh, people are, you know, doing in person now is even have like a VIP party for all of your best top spenders and they get access to, you know, strains that are only available to the VIPs, that type of thing. Uh, I know some states have, uh, some retailers have partnerships with brands where they have exclusivity over that. So that's just another way for you to build that that trust with your consumer base and really just set yourself apart from competition, especially in states like Washington State or California where, or Washington, Colorado, and a few other, Michigan, Illinois, where there's uh, almost everyone's selling the same product. So you, 
you know, if they're if they're not vertically integrated, you need that differentiator, and that's customer service, that's uh, the experience that people have in store, your product catalog that you've curated, pricing, all these different items that affect. They're all factors, right? So. Yeah, and you can also offer um, like a, a lot of retailers have merch or brands have merch. Um, so it could be t-shirts, you know, it can be something that is a value add, but also, you know, there's a marketing component to that depending on your cost, right? But if you can gift somebody a shirt once they've spent X amount, you know, if it makes sense and they're walking around with that shirt and it's got your, you know, a tasteful design on it, then they're they're furthering helping um, promote you as well. So you can definitely get creative with gifts. And I, this just occurred to me, I've never seen this, but I also wonder if, uh, either like gift wrapping or like put a little bow on your bag or just like tie it and make it cute so that if I'm in there and I'm buying cannabis and it, I'm buying it as a gift, I know I don't actually, that is a value add right there is like, Oh, they put it, they packaged it nicely. And I walked out with it this way. And so I don't have to, um, I don't have to go do that step at home. That that also helps a lot. But I, I don't think I've seen that. So I'd have to check, but I feel like there's little ways you could uh, dress it up a bit. Yeah, retail. I mean, if you have, if the butt tenders aren't busy, you know, have them start putting together gift bags and and these little to-go to go items just to make it special for, for consumers. Um, Lisa, what about cannabis brands uh, that... You know, maybe a customer hasn't purchased for the last year. They only purchased uh, maybe last Christmas or last Thanksgiving is the last time that they they actually visited our retail store and made a purchase. Like, do you have any ideas on how to re-engage with that customer and get them to, to come back and shop with us? So you want to make the personal connection. So again, you know, what we were saying at the beginning is what what information do you know about them? What, mm -hmm. what did, when was the last time they purchased? What did they purchase? And do you have any information or can you infer anything about why? If they purchased on 420, was it because they got a, you know, promo card somewhere and they were, they were a, a discount shopper? Then maybe when you reach out, and again, this is a super simple example. Again, you can say, oh, here's another promotion. Um, hope you, you know, enjoyed your 420. Maybe they had stopped by a booth and it and it was a promo there, but you want to make some type of personal connection that shows you understand who they are and their needs. And it's not just a, you know, blanket promo on a mass email that isn't necessarily tailored to them specifically. Um, so there's different strategies around that, but the first step is like leverage your CRM data, your, your first party data, and then create a piece of content or a campaign specific to them and see what you can do to get them to return. Yeah. And then within those platforms, like a spring big or Alpine IQ, happy cabbage, these different CRM platforms, you can, you can create segments based on people who haven't purchased, you know, from you in the last nine months or people that have only purchased from you in Q4 of last year, create a segment from the, for them and then send them these really personalized holiday specials to get them back in, whether it's through, you know, display advertising campaign, email, SMS, you want to make sure that it's relevant, right? So like I, I only pretty much buy flour and concentrates, uh, but mostly flour. So it just wouldn't make sense for you to send me stuff on edibles or anything dabs. Yeah. It's mostly vape cartridges. And that's how just in general as a marketing tactic, that's like how you get unsubscribes and your, your list, you know, starts to decrease. So it needs to be relevant. And if you have a large enough audience base, you can actually, uh, based on people's emails, you can send that to a company like media gel and we can get the maid or, or mobile advertising ID. And then from there, we can show them ads on these different holiday bundles and kind of follow them around. So, in addition to the direct communication through SMS, email, or push notifications, they'll also see the ads when they're, you know, playing games or you know, swiping right in dating apps or whatever it might be. Uh, so just staying top of mind across all channels, right? It's om the omni-channel approach. So whether you're leveraging, uh, you have to be careful with social media, right? They can't, they can't, pro you know, promote the sale and use of cannabis on those platforms. So if you are posting on 
in, in regards to the holiday, just make sure you're really conservative with that and you're not posting prices or deals or anything like that. Maybe just like a picture of the bundle and that's about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can't, yeah. you can't say anything more than that. And if anything, just push people to your loyalty program from social media and then you can talk more about the pricing there. Uh, in store, yeah, I was gonna say in store and then online or two other places that you could add marketing materials. So like in store, eight and a half by 11s or on the TV screens, you can have these different bundles or on the website. Uh, if you have a special section or if you want to schedule deals within your e-commerce platform, you can do that and you can actually notify people ahead of time. Like, hey, we have specials the entire week of Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, here's where you see the specials and it gives them a list and then it automatically updates them in the shopping cart when those when it's those days. So, Yeah, I think there's so much that can be done <laughs> in store, particularly around the holidays that yeah. would be like out of place other times of the year. Like you can yeah. go extra in the holidays. Oh yeah. <laughs> extra with your decorations. You can go extra with your promos and people are like, they're there for it, right? That's, you almost expect it in any other retail experience. Cannabis doesn't need to be, you know, wildly different. So um, tightening up that process, making it really nice and com comfortable for them um, can take you far as well. And I, I wanted to touch on your earlier point about the segmentation. If your segment is big enough, you can test within that too. So if it's, you know, um, just keep it simple using you, you know, men of a certain age who love flower, you could try within that segment, different messaging or different promotions that will then help the next time you do a campaign. So you can also use it to gather data um, because after the new year, you'll start ramping up for 420 and Valentine's Day and the next promo. So you you want to be thinking about it, not just, you know, what's right in front of me right now, but what else can I gain or learn or what do I not know about this segment or this persona that I can learn through this process, um, given that you do need multiple touch points often to connect. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, agreed. Sorry, I'll get disconnected here on this front. Um, all right. So then what about, uh, we talked a little bit about stocking stuffers and last minute checkout options. Uh, have you seen these work? Um, is there any like last minute suggestions or any fun ideas that you have that get people to purchase on the checkout that uh, you'd like to share with the audience? Train your bud tenders and communicate with them. I mean, so I'm so sensitively like aware when I'm in a retail experience, if there's a long line behind me and they need me out of the store, you, you can sense that as the customer. And you can also sense it when they are um, wanting to have a conversation and engage with you and happy to see you. So, so much can happen based on that interaction and what they say. It's one thing to just have the, the product and bundle there, but if my attention's not being directed to it, if the bud tender has a conversation about it and, and pushes it um, in a you know respectful way, then you're adding to the ability to potentially get that sale. So a lot, a lot of retail and cannabis is customer service based and based on that interaction. So don't don't forget, like, what is that last mile, that point of sale? It can be as pretty as, as possible. But if that bud tender is rushing you out the door to just take care of the next customer, you may lose that opportunity to really direct to the, the displays that are right there in front of you. Yeah, I mean, bud tenders are on, they're there on the front lines. They're the face of your company, right? So you should probably, number one, I guess, uh, have everyone themed out. Like, everyone should be dressed to the holidays, make it fun. Uh, if there's upsell opportunities, you can even gamify that, right? So whoever whoever does the most upsells during the holidays, maybe they get a $200 gift card or they get something, you know, something, something to encourage the bud tenders to, to, uh, to just try harder, right? So it's just like get, push the message across, uh, just make it fun. Yeah. In the end, uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can do before the holidays to just really 
kind of set the tone with the bud tenders and your customers. Like people shouldn't be caught off guard with what's going on. I and mean, people are aware of they they expect deals for the holidays. So give people a heads up so they can plan budget-wise and timeline-wise of you know when they're gonna come in your store and spend money with you. Uh, because everyone wants the best deals, right? So <laughs> they want to maximize their money, especially nowadays uh, with everything going on in uh, the economy. So, And you can also use um, time to your advantage by creating a sense of urgency around, around it. Like there's, you know, the 25 days before Christmas, right? It's a countdown. Yep. People are used to seeing that, um, you know, through calendars. Is there ways to say, okay, you know, X days until this promo ends or, you know, get it done, but well in advance. Um, but you can, these are time bound promotions and speaking to that sense of urgency in whatever form of communication you're using, particularly if there's deadlines on your deals or, um, or yeah, anything along that, that lines really helps. Um, and you can use strategies similar to, um, not abandon cart directly, but like if you know someone's looking, uh, but they're not ready to buy yet, reinforcing that message of, okay, you know, you've got four days until this promo ends and then you can yeah. you know, ramp it up as you get closer. But um, that, that works well. It's a, it's a proven method. Yeah. And one I forgot about is uh, for those deals, you know, do and in, in review your inventory and all the products that's been around for a long time that hasn't sell through and just put those on like get rid of all the products that have been lingering for three six months there that are on the verge of expiring if that you know if it's that type of product and just get all that product out for the holidays just move all that volume start from it's another thing is like starting from scratch right you want to get rid of all inventory of the holidays so you can start january 1st uh, with with an updated product catalog and just you know, no lingering product that you need to get, uh, you know, sell through. Yeah. Clean slate. Yep. Uh, what about gift guides? You know, how much should a business invest in creating a gift guide and how should they market it? So one thing I say over and over again in these conversations yeah. is your own content is like your safest insurance bet. So if you write a gift guide, publish it on your site, and however you promote it, link it back to your site. And ideally, if that site is sleek, sleek and clean, um, you know that helps from lots of perspectives, SEO and searchability. If there's not enough data in that gift guide, they can poke around your site and find it. Um, but I mean, they're essentially blog posts, right? Like they're fairly yeah. easy to write. Pick your top 10 products, write a little description and put it in a list. And you can write multiple um, and you can write them again to that buyer persona. Uh, so just like that example I used with like Mother's Day um, or those types of holidays, you know, 10 gifts mom would love this, this it's in May. Um, you can do that as well around the holidays. So, um, and it's whatever you want to put in. So speak to it how you want to. A lot of it is in the communication and messaging, but definitely suggest publishing it on your site. And then whether you push it through influencers or your email or whatnot, allow it to be so that who the customer who's reading it has an easy, quick way to, once they've decided, make that sale or get some more information, whatever you need to do. And that if they need more information, they also have, you know, you know, click here for the product description, they can get it and they can get those follow-ups. So they're not um, closing the funnel because they're missing something. But yeah, they're easy, simple, and really effective in the holidays. I think you're on mute. If you if you create like that one page PDF, I know that uh, my friends at Have a Heart used to do this up in Washington State. They would create a PDF every week with all the product discounts. And then on that, they would print they would print out that information put out throughout throughout the store with a QR code. It takes people to the landing page with all those products already listed. And then they'll send out an email to everyone in their audience. And then one text message and one push notification. And you know, between the in-store marketing materials that are printed and on TV, and then the bun tenders talking about it, like pretty much everyone in the store knows 
what's available in the gift guide and all that product will be will sell through. Yeah. 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 They're great uh, strategies. Yeah. What about sharing a gift guide? Like how many times should you be sharing it? Is there anything, I guess, besides what I, what I already mentioned that would you feel like is a good channel for us to reach the consumers? Well, it, it's also another opportunity to collect information. So mm. depending like, I mean, one strategy you could do is if you have a gift guide and it's a site on your, or it's a page on your site, you could offer a promo at the end and say, enter in your information here. Thanks for reading. And we'll send you, you know, a discount code or, or some type of promo for when you go to purchase these things in store. Um, so it allows you to also collect information and have like that touch point follow up as opposed to it just being a static piece of content where you can only really engage um, its success based on, you know, how many times has this been viewed by, uh, you know, on Google Search Console. Um, so you can leverage it in a few different ways. And depending on what CRM you use, like we use HubSpot, if we use HubSpot forms and someone fills it out. You can put them in a drip campaign um, and set it up so that they automatically receive updates or emails. And you could pre-write those out based on maybe your top three products on the guide. So it it's a part of con like a core strategy of content marketing where you're speaking to the persona and what they need. You're putting it in context and then you have you're getting data and you have touch points for follow up um, so that you can measure it. And so to come back to your question about like, how do you measure the success of it? If you have a form or you have a value add, you can at least see, are people filling this out? Is there, is there a T on this, right? Like here's a gift guide, but fill this out and we'll send you, we'll send you something else. Um, th those all work. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else that we missed in regards to, to the gift guides. Influencers. Hmm. Yeah, influencers could be a another one. You local influencers, or I mean, the best influencers are your bud tenders. So true. That is <laughs> true. You, yeah, if they if they have a social media following and they want to post about it in a non promotional way, then yeah, definitely have them push content out. Yeah, um, they super common for influencers to promote gift guides and products uh, yeah. across industries around the holidays. There's, that's a pretty standard um, marketing tactic. Uh, but yeah, figure out who your influencers are. Um, and they could even be your customers where, yeah. hey, you purchase this. If you uh, take a picture on social with this hashtag, we'll, you know, we'll sign you up for the next thing. Um, so you can make influencers of your customers and leverage them as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the person with the most followers on Instagram yeah. in your community. Exactly. Exactly. Have you seen uh, many cannabis like retailers use wish lists on their website at all? Like similar to like a registry, right? Like for, <laughs> for baby showers and all that. It's a great question. Um, personally. I can't recall any, but I, okay. as a user, am not like a wish list person for cannabis. Like I know what yeah. I want. So yeah. um, it's possible and I, I've missed it. Um, so I can't think of any off the top of my head, but that is a okay. good, that is a great, um, I mean, I use wish lists on e-commerce sites for products that are either expensive or they're not things I'm buying right away. Like, oh, I think I want this, but I want a little more time to shop around uh, but yeah, as a cannabis consumer, as Lisa, I, I basically go in knowing what I want. Yeah. Well, then you would probably fall in the other category, which would be abandonment cart shoppers, right? So you add stuff to your cart and you get distracted or you're like, hey, let me go check out these other stores, see what they have. Uh, so then you leave those items in your cart and then you don't check out. Do you have any strategies on re-engaging with people who are, you know, abandonment cart shoppers that just, they have a few products in their store? Or in their shopping cart, but they just haven't checked out. Is there any ideas to get them over the edge to the finish line to, to make a purchase with you? Um, first, following up quickly. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a 
frequently distracted shopper, right? I always have like 800 tabs open on my computer. So sometimes it's just, I straight up forgot or someone called and I got distracted. So a quick email is like, oh yeah, I meant, I just, I need to finish that task. Um, but it can be an added bonus if you're able to offer a discount or again, some type of value add, whether, you know, like we talked about in the beginning, spend a little bit more money, get, get a t-shirt. Um, that's easy to do through, those emails and e-commerce capabilities. So from a technical perspective, um, yeah. but I think the timeliness of the follow-up is the most important given sort of the nature of the sales cycle around cannabis. Like if I'm shopping for it, I, I need it now. Um, yeah. So following up quickly, I think is the most important thing. And then, you know, again, just making sure that messaging is pretty clear and to the point in your email. Yeah, I stay on the technology side. I'm not sure about all the CRMs in general in cannabis, but I know that Clavio uh, plugs into most of the shopping carts and they automate the abandonment cart messaging. So if someone is and someone adds something to your shopping cart and they don't check out, it'll trigger something that in Clavio that'll send an email or push notification to that customer, which you know hits hits people right away. I mean, you really only have a few hours yeah. or else people would just go and shop somewhere else. So whether you're going to interrupt them with the discount code before they, I've seen people do that. Like when you try to close a window in your browser, pops up with like, hey, wait, yeah. <laughs> there's a discount code. Uh, it's kind of a cheap old school cheesy tactic, but it still works. Um, so something like that. Uh, and then also having live chat available on your site. That's like true. if someone, someone's like they have questions, customer service is another factor. Either gonna they're gonna call you or they have a live chat, or in some cases, I'm seeing um, like AI bud tenders in live chat as well. So there's different technology you can leverage to help guide customers uh, because that's what in most cases why they're not checking out. It's usually the product's not the right fit or the price point, right? So it's like really speaking to both of those. And there's also the um, tactic of uh, like when I'm shopping for clothes, it's like, there's only two left. Um, and sometimes oh, yeah. <laughs> the abandoned, you know, shopping cart emails will say, you know, hurry up. We're almost out of stock. Um, I don't, I don't know how that translates in cannabis, but I know that that is a strategy that works. Um, yeah. Of saying that that scarcity, you know, FOMO, get get in now or you're going to miss your opportunity exactly communication exactly and we've spoken a lot about attracting new customers or re-engaging with your existing customers through the holidays uh, what about extending you know the, the holiday shopping opportunities all all year long is there any strategies that you have where cannabis brands and retailers can extend really the shelf life and the excitement of the holidays yeah um I would say, you know, one thing you're trying to build a long-term relationship with the customer. So yeah. it's not just, you know, with the short term that I had mentioned as far as, all right, holidays are over. What's next? Valentine's Day, 420, you know, starting to uh, think about that in advance and tailor your messaging in advance. But people also buy from businesses whose values align with theirs. And so if there's things you can do around the holidays that um, like, you know, I've seen organizations, uh, both in cannabis and outside who say, Hey, we're donating, you know, percent of our profits at the end of the year, or, you know, a dollar from every purchase to X, Y, and Z nonprofits. I can know based on that action that they're aligned with my values. Um, and I've even seen some that say, pick, you know, pick which one choose here and we'll, we'll take a percent of this purchase. And that can go so far because I say, oh, look, they're, they're meeting me halfway. They're doing something good for the community. Um, yeah. if you can, if you can do something really specific to your community, I know with retailers, like last year, um, on new year's Eve, there was a, a big fire in, in Boulder in the suburbs and the community came out to help, you know, help those families and help those homes. So if there's something in your community that needs attention that you can get involved, you're sort of taking the marketing 
concept and strategy out of it and just speaking to that customer based on those values. And that has benefit, you know, all throughout the year and really goes a long way to, to building trust. You obviously want to do that from a genuine, authentic place of, you know, this is our brand and what we value in, as opposed to like, this is a good marketing strategy because, you know, folks are smart and can, can see through that. Um, but those are different things that, uh, there's giving Tuesday, right? Like there, this is part of the holiday season. So you can employ different communication techniques and strategies based on your values and communicate that to your customer throughout this experience. That's going to build that good, uh, that relationship with them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you really hit it on the head there. I mean, it's, you know, people are really, you know, nowadays they're buying, they're behind a mission, right? They want to know the 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 owners uh what their vision is for the company what what nonprofits social impact brands are involved with how they're giving back to the community you know tom's is a great example of of that uh, so there's a lot of ways that uh, you can engage with customers and i definitely want to save some time for the audience and and open it up to the audience if anyone has any questions that you'd like to ask lisa or me on the, on the session today let me uh, feel free if you go in in Zoom, if you go down to the Q&A or if you go to the chat, you can ask those questions. Just give it a few moments here. I mean, anyone on uh, LinkedIn, I have, I have uh, the live session pulled up here too. So if you want to ask questions there, I'm happy to, to answer them as well. Yeah, thanks everybody for coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I have one that uh, someone messaged me beforehand. What has been, what's an example of like a successful campaign that um, that moved like significant volume? Uh, let's say back in back in the days before uh, the carriers regulated SMS messages, that was really a goldmine. So uh, there was a couple times where we've. We did a million dollars in one week just off text messaging uh, and revenue. But this was pre, this was like 2017, 2018. So that was probably the most successful campaign I've done. It's, it's, it was in Washington state. Yeah. Do you remember the number of customers that went out to? Like how many? Oh yeah, it was a massive list of like yeah. 100,000. 100,000 people went out to, I think we only sent a text message out to like 40,000 across maybe five stores. But yeah, we did a million dollars in one week. That's awesome. sales. That was all from a spring big text message campaign. So that's that's probably the, by far, I would say the most successful case study. Um, but in general, yeah, I wish it was like that nowadays. It's a little harder with SMS, <laughs> SMS and uh, push notifications and emails nowadays. There's more barriers uh, from the carrier side. So yeah, I'll leave it up here. Anyone, any questions, any feedback? I don't know, I mean, at least on your side, any final words of win wisdom for cannabis marketers out there to, to really knock it out of the park in the next, I mean, the next two months, we're, we're coming up on Thanksgiving here shortly. So just to not forget your current customers and promoters. Um, yeah. It's easy. I mean, I, I fall into this trap too. It's like, it's easy to always be thinking about who's next, what's next, you know, like what's this, who's the sale? Who do I need to talk to when you have, like you may have loyal, dedicated customers already who are spreading the good word about you. They're telling their friends about it. I mean, word of mouth, it's very old school, but it still goes really far and people still really buy and are influenced based on what their friends and community say. So to just remember that it, like it costs more to get a new customer than it does to keep a current one happy or re-engage that and to not forget that during the holidays and see how can you get your current promoters, your current customers, you know, even more engaged and excited and brand loyal. Um, Cause that loyalty will go far and it will increase that customer lifetime value. There's uh, kind of simple ways you can do this by 
incentivizing or encouraging reviews. Um, I've seen some businesses where they'll do like, oh, write us a good, write us a review and we'll give yeah. you something or you get a promo. And I sometimes I like that as the customer. Like I, I, I there was a bar I was at once I did that. You'd get a free drink if you wrote a review, but then you like don't trust the reviews because you're like, yeah. they sort of bought these. So you want to find that gra that middle ground where it's like, you want happy customers to write reviews and encourage them to do so and thank them in their in, in a way that is appropriate. Um, that does go really far. Again, reviews have like SEO benefit. So, you know, the, the more reviews you have, the more, you know, think about when you're going to a restaurant, the more you're going to trust that place. Um, and the higher it is that a, the higher chances that a bad review won't like tank your aggregate score. Um, yep. So, you know, customer loyalty reviews, those are pretty, those can be pretty easy. Um, but also social media, like we are such social creatures and particularly young people, like we're on our phones, we're online all the time. We're constantly posting on social, we're constantly engaging. Like it is easy to say, you know, put, push something on social. And even if you just use our hashtag and we'll reshare it, people love that. Um, and in a retail setting, you can have, you have physical space. Like you could put up a cool mural, a cool, like, you know, one of those pop-up things that people stick their face into. And then they like, you know, become something else that's got your brand and some messaging on there. Like there's ways you can get creative that don't require a lot of money. They don't require, um, a lot of technology, but they just sort of play to that fun and that humor and that like human connection, um, and get, get people excited and get them promoting for you. And I think sometimes market cannabis marketers are afraid of these strategies because they're like, oh, I don't know what the ROI is from word of mouth. Like I don't, I can't go to my boss and justify this spend or this cost because yeah. I have KPIs that I can see on a computer dashboard, but they, they do work. So to just not like forget about those, because those are simple passive things you can do that can have return and you never know, you just never know. Uh, so just don't forget that. It's easy to think very linearly and logically about it. And sometimes just being creative and fun goes really far. Agreed. And just to add on to your reviews, like reviews is the, it's free. <laughs> Uh, and if you train your bud tenders to, to, I mean, gamify that, you can really push positive reviews, I would say, specifically on Google, uh, because then you'll get that long-term benefit of ranking local in Google My Business and the local pack. And uh, yeah, it helps with your reputation, helps with people click through rates, people are going to click on uh, stores with more reviews, with, I would say, a 4.7 or higher average average rating. Uh, so just keeping that in mind. And we did have a few questions from the audience that, that came in um, from Terry from Dockside Cannabis up in Washington State. Do you think Green hey. Wednesday will, will be a big hit this year again? Yes or no? <laughs> um, gut reaction is yes. I mean, yeah. we're seeing cannabis tolerated more and more. Um, and I mean, Thanksgiving is a, it is a cross-generational holiday, right? You are going, yeah. you're, you're meeting your family members across the age spectrum. Um, and so, and I think a lot of the, uh, stigma can sometimes be, it is more with older generations because things have changed more recently. So I think as we just continue to have, um, that stigma come down, things become more normalized. It's going to be more of a hit and it's going to be, you know, less of a weird thing that, you know, of course, Lisa brought weed this year because she works in cannabis, but I've even noticed changes with my own family and extended family that like the older folks are more tolerating, more open and more accepting of using it. And it's been a factor of just time. Um, so yeah, I think it will be a hit this year and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to Thanksgiving unless I'm prepared. So <laughs> go for it. Yeah, hopefully it's not a, it's not as uh, wild as the past years with all like the political, yeah, the the Thanksgiving uh, dinner table could be a bit animated in the past. I think we're like a little sure. clear right now. <laughs> we had that a little break true. for two years. Um, we have a call from Nick Alex or I have a question from Nick Alexander. What are some of the best practices for hiring, training bud tenders so that customers will have 
uh, a knowledgeable professional experience when they come into your dispensary? That's a great question. Um, I would say the simplest is that make sure the what it is you want them to say is documented and it is aligned with both the what the retailer wants and what the brands need um, and the brand's messaging because each brand on your shelf is going to have their own pitch as to how to sell their product. And that can be a lot for bud tenders to remember when there's hundreds of SKUs and dozens of different thousands of SKUs and dozens of different brands in there. Um, and then the retailer is going to want to them to say something specific and the brands are too. So make, make it easy for them is like step number one, document it, get that messaging aligned and also prioritize what is the messaging. Um, you know, what, what definitely needs to be said, what is like a nice to have and what is said only in, you know, certain scenarios, um, and then incentivize them however you can and what is compliant based on where you are. But just like any job, you can have performance-based um, incentives. You can have, uh, you know, rewards-based incentives. There's different ways, but, you know, they're, they're human beings doing a job too. So think, put yourselves in their shoes, make it yeah. easy for them. Um, you know, they don't get paid the most, so they're not going to be, you know, bending over backwards for you unless you've made it really clear why they should do that. So make it easy, make it clear, um, and minimize the amount that they have to memorize and be clear about what is the priority, because that that's a quick interaction too. You're not, you know, the bud tender and the customer, they're not talking for long, even if they are, uh, being sold on something. So yeah, that would be my advice. Yeah, and then there's also uh, companies, I'm trying to remember the, the name, uh, Zoltrain, where they have the uh, the training, like the training guides for each brand. So as a brand, you can take the initiative, really show your mission, vision, uh, the background about your products, uh, bullet points on differentiators, whatever it might be. Uh, that's really powerful, just in training and just encouraging your tenders to stay top of you know, top of all the new brands because I I don't know how many SKUs on average are in stores nowadays, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's impossible yeah. to keep up with. Yeah. yeah. And actually having that in mind is like you can't expect your tenders to know all the products either. I mean and they are partial <laughs> to what they like. I mean yep. you can do all the training and verbalizing in the world. If they haven't tried it and and or they don't like it, it, it kind of doesn't matter what your pitch is. So you want to make sure they have that opportunity um, to try it, like it, and engage with it because that, you know, they are a customer too. So think about it that way. Yeah. And then in the bedtender side, I know I've gone in stores and if I bring up flour, they'll send me to a specific bedtender that is like special, specializing in flour. And then there'll be one that specializes in like concentrates and vape pens. And like they have different specialties and even like I've gone to stores and like, ah, here is the speaking, the, the Spanish speaking person. Like if anyone that speaks only Spanish, talk to this person. So it's just kind of working that out within this retail store and making it, just making it organic. And even if people just even taking a step back on the check-in process, if you're using, let's say trees and you check in in California, the button will already know what you like. So it's already on your profile. They already know what you like. They already know what you purchased. So that just makes that experience even more personalized. Yeah. Um, but just wrapping it up here today, you know, thank you everyone for joining, especially Lisa. Um, thank you for sharing all your insights and for um, spearheading cannabis marketing as a whole in the industry. Really appreciate all you've done at the association and, and you know, including people in and outside the industry and really um elevating the industry as a whole. So thank you for everything you do, Lisa, on that front. Yeah, thank you for having me and your support. And thank you, yeah. everybody, for joining. We, you know, I love having these conversations and we create our content and talk about these things based on what you need um, yeah. and what's happening. And those things are constantly changing. So um, Guillermo, anyone on the call, as things come up, as you run into issues, like, let me know and we'll see who we can source to help, you know, kind of create some more clarity because it is, uh, it is not easy to market cannabis. Um, <laughs> no, that's, it keeps us, keeps us on our toes, keeps things interesting. And that's Lisa, it. where can, uh, where can everyone find you and reach you online? 
We're at thecannabismarketingassociation.com and our handle is at Canna Marketing across platforms. We're super active on LinkedIn um, and you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Lisa. Thank, thank you everyone else for, for logging in today. And uh, once again, this is the Cannabis Marketing Live podcast where we cover the latest marketing trends and strategies for growing your cannabis business. Uh, next podcast will be airing in a few weeks here, November 3rd at 11 a.m., 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll be discussing full funnel marketing, how to marry your cannabis events with your digital marketing strategy. So tune in for us uh, in a few weeks here, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. And happy holidays, everyone. Thank you. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>